to another episode of Near Abbey. My name is Ben. And I'm Sol. Welcome back. This is episode two, guys. This is, we're back at it. We meant that we're going to do this. You didn't think we could do it, and we're here. We're doing it. Oh, you didn't think a second episode was in the stacks? Yeah, we've got a lot of haters. We've been seeing your messages, and we're here to say we're back. We're deleting them. We don't appreciate it. We're trying to get it to the front page of the Apple podcast right now, and you're not helping. We cried a lot. Okay, let me just say we're really sad, and what you said was very hurtful. It really was. We recorded ourselves crying. We sent a video to Apple because you can't actually delete reviews. And we said, please get rid of these. They're being so mean. Jackson from Minnesota, what you said was really harmful, and my mom does not appreciate it. You don't even know our parents. Why would you even say something like that? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Anyway, we're back. We're here in the we're studio. Back. We're doing it. And we're uh, we're having fun. We're being silly. We're just uh, hanging out. Two yeah. guys in a podcast room talking into a mic. We're in the podcast room, as we call it. We don't really know what else to call it because it's our first uh, room we've been in where I, we do this podcast. I call it the lab. It's the laboratory. You know, yeah. this is where we That's experiment. Right. This is where... We make creations. Dre was in the booth earlier, but we uh, he, he, he finished a little earlier, so we got to just kind of step in after him. Forgot uh, about him, man. Yeah, he cool guy, the doctor. Yeah, I forgot about Dre, though. <laughs> you can't forget about uh, these fools uh, out here. <laughs> what's the lyric? Um, what's this show, man? Uh, what is this thing we're doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... If you've never listened before and you just jumped in on the second episode, uh, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why you maybe because it's listed f- up higher than the first episode. But when there's only two, why would you not just listen to the first one? Just you can listen to the first one after this one. Maybe you can pause this right now and and scroll once one pinky finger flick down. Not even it's probably right there on the same page because there's nothing else to scroll to. All the reviews are gone. What else are you looking at between besides episode two of this and our first episode? Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of spoilers in this episode, I must say. We've got <laughs> yeah. a lot of stuff that we're going to be saying this one. You have to build it off from the first one. Is that right? That's right. This is like Serial. This is like uh, Avengers, the whole series. You, you really, you you can figure it out as you go, but you're just going to be asking your friends for help the entire time. Yeah. Our podcast cinematic universe has been built up over 11 years now. So <laughs> we're about to come here at the end and uh, top it off. I'm excited. I can't believe it's been 11 years and we're finally figuring out how the mic works. We've just been <laughs> speaking, <laughs> speaking into a, a, to each other in the in the, um, a room. That was the it. most Not the podcast moment. room. Yeah, yeah. But you're right. No. So Ben, how does this podcast work? The way it works is that we take submissions to Dear Abby, which mm-hmm. is a newspaper column, and people write in to this lady asking for advice, and she responds every single day. She has a newspaper article responding to these people about their situations, relationship issues, drama with their family, anything that's going on in their life. And then we look at the prompts that they write in. We give our advice and then look at her advice and discuss maybe the differences between ours and hers and what we like about what she said and just our thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Could not have said it better myself. We do, um, you know, this is this is an advice podcast you're listening to right now. So maybe you have some issues in your, in your life you need help with. We'd love to help you solve them. Um, we don't take submissions right now. So if you could write that into Dear Abby, who is most likely not going to get it, get to it because she gets thousands of our entries a day. Isn't that what we read? She gets a ton. She a ton. seriously gets so many entries. I don't know exactly how she filters through them, actually. That would be interesting to see. You think exactly. she has an intern? I'm, I'm sure she has multiple interns. That'd be cool. <laughs> I'm the intern. intern for Dear Abby. Ever heard of it? She probably does. I think she's got a pretty good team, I would guess, because this is so 
big yeah. of a enterprise that she's been running or has been around for such a long time. Yeah. So yeah. what do you think? No way does she she this is her full time job, is it not? Oh, this must be. There's no way that there's no way that Dear she's Abby's like got money. A, a cashier or something outside her no, doing but, something. I mean, we're only episode two, so who knows how hard this job could be, but is it that hard? I mean, is she she probably answers the one for the day that morning and then does what for the other like eighteen hours of her day, you know? Well, you know, Hangs maybe that maybe that is the thing is that part of it is her actually sorting through it. And I've heard that so for some of the people that write in, she won't make a public um what's the word? She won't have a public response, response, but she will actually write letters back to some people. Really? Yeah, that's what I've heard. Wow. That's what I've heard. Do you have you ever written to a celebrity? No, but I feel like that would actually be cool. Like if you have a certain icon or yeah. it, I don't even know about celebrity, but if you have someone in a certain field that you're really interested in or read a book from an author and write a letter to them, you know, sometimes they would respond. Oh, you'd be surprised how easy it is to contact people. Like most, you could look up right now, like celebrity name, uh, PO box, and you could yeah. find something, you know, you you don't, you can't like guarantee it's going to go to them. But at the very least, like I'm sure you could find, it, if they're big, it's normally like their agent or you know, submissions it. to their agency for this character person. But also if, if it's like a, a small enough celebrity, like they could, you could probably just like mail it to their home. It depends who this is. No, I think Some you're C-lister. right. I think you're totally right. If you're able to just find their mailing address. And I think that's also when they get stuff like that, you get a physical piece of mail addressed to you from a fan. That is huge. Because they meant it. Like, it's super intentional. It's you, than like you, a, a you put it, Twitter you wrote DM. it out. Yeah, there's so much more to it. And I think that's something that's cool with Twitter is that now it's coming where you can easily access these big wig celebrities. Yeah, but, but it's, it's not, not as, meaningful. Yeah, Because it's so easy to just like shout out, you know, just at a celebrity and be like, ah, they'll probably never see this. And that's why people are mean on Twitter. That's why there's some dickheads. Yeah. If Can, you had to write in a piece of mail with every time you had a complaint, oh, you wouldn't, yeah, nothing would happen. You would not be like, Tom Cruise plays the same actor in every movie <laughs> and then mail that to Tom Cruise, <laughs> right? <laughs> you wouldn't like add him on a physical. What column. about Captain Phillips though, bro? <laughs> oh, I, I said it. Tom Hanks. I did. Oh. <laughs> no, Tom Hanks is a good actor. I meant Tom Cruise. Oh. Did I say <laughs> okay. Tom Hanks? I thought he's, oh, I thought, okay. What a, let's maybe, I heard, the maybe I heard Tom Hanks. You're going to have to pause it, go back to the first episode, listen through again to see what I actually said. Um, I wrote into Emma Stone once, no joke. Really? What did you say? (laughs) I got to hear what you said to Emma Stone. (laughs) I didn't bring, I didn't like ask you that question and bring this up, but I'm thinking about it now because I, I love Emma Stone and I I have the biggest, (laughs) you know, if if you know something about me, it's I love Emma Stone. (laughs) I had the biggest crush on her. I still do, but like Mm. in middle school, it was, it was, I've, it's like celebrity crushes are real. I didn't even know what, I just like adored her and Mm -hmm. I still do. She's cool. Um, But (laughs) I I didn't know what to say. I think like, she, what what was big then? She was in super bad. Easy easy A, A. dude. Yeah. Oh no, I I saw crazy stupid love. Right. I fell in crazy stupid love with her. And I physically wrote on a piece of paper. I was maybe like 12 or 13. And um, I couldn't tell you what I said. It was probably, I think it was sincere and just like, I'm such a big fan. I really hope this gets you. You're just so fun and cool, and you just seem like a real person. And she does, and I stand by that. And I looked up multiple websites, and I found, like, a place to send it, but 
it was kind of different on different websites and I wasn't sure. And there was like reviews that felt kind of fake being like, she got back to me and it was so nice. Or this photo doesn't look like she signed it. Someone else signed or something. And I was like, I don't want to do this. So I, I didn't send it. Oh, you didn't send it. You so wrote I, it. I wrote it. Did you it. just throw it in the trash? I don't know where it is. Dang. I hope I threw it out. Wow. But I might still have it. Send that out, man. You got a chance now. <laughs> <laughs> She's gotten bigger, if anything. She's been. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have a chance now because I'm older. The the, no, the yeah, gap no, no. between our. Well, this is in Crazy Stupid Love. That's actually part of one character's arc. Is he's a young kid and then you're a right. Babysitter. Oh my god. So you are that kid. Um, and I think in the movie he, she's like, wait till you're. <laughs> yeah. Wait till, wait you're, till older. you're older. And we'll see. Well, maybe Emma Stone means that now. Bro, you just got to be her intern, right? <laughs> yeah, I would love to be Emma Stone's intern. Uh, I would uh, coffee. You got it. Can we get coffee? Uh, like, we'll both get it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you asking me to get coffee, Emma Stone? I would love to get coffee. Oh, for no, you. Yeah, for, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yes, right away, Miss Stone. Yes, right. sorry. Um, we we should uh, try to answer some people's advice, yeah. right? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. speaking of Emma Stone, let's... Oh, you had a segue. <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, our first question... No, I was going to make a weed joke. I don't know. Let's get Emma Stoned. I've heard that somewhere. Have you? I swear. It's probably a rap song, right? Emma Stone. I would love to be the level of fame one day, if, if I were ever to be famous, where a rapper references your name. That is huge. That is, there are like political figures, right? Where they'll just say stuff. They'll say stuff about Bill Clinton all the time, dude. They'll make yeah. fun of him, like Monica Lewinsky. He's a ladies, they'll make fun man. of. They'll make fun of all these figures, but yeah. All right, so let's <laughs> get into Yeah, let's actually do the podcast. Right. Um, okay, so if again, this is your maybe your second episode, or you weren't really paying attention the first time, the first episode, we have a random date generator that's gonna. Pick uh, a random date uh, between now and 1991, I think, because that's this where this archive of Dear Abby entries is. We'd love to go back further. Dear Abby's been around since the 50s, but they, I guess she hasn't gotten hip to the internet until the 90s, but that's the time to get hip to the internet because that, that was the boom. So I don't know. Maybe we'll find some more in the future. But until then, between now and 1990, what is our date, Soho? Our date today is October 10th, 2001. That was Ooh. a Wednesday. 2001. Oh, wow. This this is a, a, a one day less of a month after September 11th. Oh, shoot. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Isn't so, that crazy? So we're going to we're gonna keep that in mind, time. listener. Uh, we don't know what this our- entry is about to be. This could be a very serious, very serious entry we're about to get or something super light and fun. But either way, keep that. Let that frame this for you. That's the roll of the dice here. That's the name of the game. So let's hear it. So our prompt here is, Dear Abby, I'm writing in response to Controlled and Trapped. So that's the name of a previous entry. The 18-year-old woman who was forbidden by her mother to visit Tom in Tennessee unless she took a chaperone. She never did go, and she regretted it for the next 40 years. She finally got her own apartment but continued to feel resentment toward her mother. You recommend counseling. I am a 67-year-old retired MD who happens to be gay. I, too, felt controlled and trapped by my parents when I was younger. Over the years, I was counseled by two psychiatrists and three psychotherapists. Even after all that psychiatric help, I still felt great resentment toward my folks. 
However, Oops. after I moved to Los Angeles, I was fortunate enough to find a mentor. One day, my mentor said something that forever cracked my shell of resentment and anger. He said, Armand, your parents behaved the way they did because they didn't know any better. I suddenly realized that both my parents had only sixth grade educations, and had they known better, they probably would have treated me differently. When I asked my mentor if I should forgive my parents, he said, you got it. You'll have to forgive them every time they come to mind. You know what? It took quite a while, but I persisted, and it paid off. Uh, oh, finally, all my anger and resentment dissipated. I cried tears of joy for my newfound freedom and peace of mind. Then I actually began feeling love in my heart toward my parents. Softly, slowly, love heals. I read your column faithfully. Keep up the good work. Armand from Los Angeles. So, Armand Auger, MD, we might add, it says, from Los Angeles. This is a doctor we're speaking to. Ben, this sounds like this isn't really asking for advice. This isn't at all. This is <laughs> this is in response to a previous <laughs> column asking for advice that we don't know about, that we haven't read, dear listener. No, not at all. And that you out there have no idea what it was. But I'm glad we got this because this is important to keep in mind that this is something that happens on this column a lot, that there will be – because this is in the newspaper, so someone else will read someone else's question and then be like – I have an opinion. Yeah. And write in to Abby about it. Uh, well, okay. Well, what we can do now is actually this day has another prompt. So we no, have No, I don't want to give up. You want to respond to this? Let's, yeah, let's talk about <laughs> it. I think it's fun because okay. now it's, all right, all right. now it, I, this is like uh, Abby Inception here, you know, this is, or with us too, because we're another layer Deeper, you know, you're going to keep going deep into uh, Cillian Murphy's head right here uh, because <laughs> who um, – okay, so let's break this down for real because okay. the first thing was some some entry about an 18-year-old 18 18 woman who was forbidden by her mother to visit some guy named Tom in Tennessee unless she took a chaperone and she never went. 40 years later, she resents her mother still for that interaction. And that's crazy. And we don't know what Abby's advice was to that woman who wrote in. Uh, but we do know that this random stranger, um, Armand, had a very similar experience. Um, who He happens to be gay. And in 2001, I feel like I feel like that was a yeah. – this made this like an interesting article right here. Well, he is 67 years old. So, I mean, his parents oh, are from – his parents must – you know, they're definitely from an older generation. Yeah. So – I could see where some resentment might come up there. Yeah. He's had a lot of counseling, a lot of therapy, two two psychiatrists and three psychotherapists, which is crazy. Uh, and he used the word folks, which was funny. So <laughs> <laughs> um, could you imagine like – it's got to be hard to forgive your parents for growing up that way, you know, in out of a gener generation they're not from, uh, not accepting you for who you are. This still happens all the time today. Um would you believe that you could just suddenly forgive by being by he's essentially like getting empathy towards his parents because yeah. his mentor says to him, your parents didn't know any better. And that's just like is cracking his his complete his shell of anger and resentment right there. You think that's easy? Could that really happen that easily? I don't think it's easy. And I don't think this guy is saying that it's easy. He says <clears throat> his parents had a sixth grade education. So they're definitely coming from a different like this guy's an M.D., 67 yeah. years old. He's had a lot more education. Um, 
Which, so, I mean, that's not the only factor, but there's so many things that it seems create maybe a um, <clears throat> distance between the two, between yeah. the parents and him. And he says, it took quite a while, but I persisted and it paid off. So he did end up having it pay off, but I don't think this is something overnight you can just have deep empathy for someone who you've had like these habits no. of thinking. I would, even as a kid, if I had known that my parents only had a sixth grade education the entire time they're raising me, you know, your parents are the world. You think the world of your parents until like teenagery, you know, years. Had I known that, I would have completely dropped everything they said. I think I would have been like, I'm now in seventh grade. I'm already smarter than you guys. Like, do you think you're smarter than your parents? No. <laughs> no. I probably did at one point. Like, mm. when I was a kid, yeah. I think. Your parents are smart, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got dumb parents. Man, <laughs> I got some dumb, dumb sixth grade educated parents over here. No, but I think what he's saying is, is tough. Looking at, thinking about the timeline here, he's 67 years old in 2001. He must be as old as our grandparents' right. generation. And he's looking at the generation before that for his parents. Yeah. So imagine that. Yeah. Right? My my grandparents, they can't, you know, they're not going to be able to handle, if if, if my if they found out their uh, son was gay, you know, I don't I don't think that's like really the only source of resentment. Right, here, right. But um, it sounds like that would be tough and a, yeah. very, a very big distance between. Well, okay. So we didn't answer a question because there was no question here, but we reflected on a writer's answer to another question, and Abby has a response. She has an own, her own reflection. So I guess this time around, we will compare our reflection to her reflection, okay. right? Sure. So let's hear what uh, Abby had to say in response to this write-in. Yeah, she said, Dear Armand, your mentor led you to a beautiful realization. Sometimes difficult situations are resolved by simple truths. Mm. That's it? That's it. That's, That's all it. she wrote? That's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. Okay, a another example of a lazy day from Abby. I'm just saying. There was no question here, but we talked about it. We had a lot to say and reflect on this right into another question that we didn't read after Armin took the time to write all of this in. And what Abby have to say? Two sentences. But I pretty much just, you're right, buddy. This is a fortune cookie statement. Sometimes difficult situations are resolved by simple truths. I would hate that. That's a fortune, a fortune cookie. cookie. You're so right. Opened it up. Uh, That's what it says. That's not a fortune, Abby. <laughs> Why is this called a fortune cookie, Abby? Maybe that's what she does in her free time, all her, her spare she time. She writes fortune cookies. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Wouldn't be. She bad. just cracks be, it's, it's a good, uh, good use of skills, honestly, for her. But yeah, yeah I. This wasn't a question. This was a. No. This guy was writing into Abby to say that he was thankful for what she's been doing, how she's been responding, and agrees with the way that she's looking at this thing. You know what this was? This was a publicity stunt, more or less. This was publicity for Abby to tell other audiences that what she's doing is good and reaffirming what yeah. she says is correct. You know what she's doing? This is her. This is exactly what we were doing in the beginning of the podcast. This is her saying, oh, you want the good stuff? Go back. Listen to episode one. Listen to read my other entries. You don't know what we're talking about? This is a series here. Explore the Dear Abby cinematic universe. Just like we're trying to do here. Yeah. I, I guess I could see it. Do you think there are people that are writing into Abby that are 
vehemently opposed to her advice or just really <laughs> are Out saying what you said to this person to uh, what, let's say, controlled and trapped two weeks ago, what you said to them was not okay. This is what I think, and you're wrong. You think anyone says that? Actually, and if they do, yeah. if they do, I'm sure. But if they do, they're not going to get on the newspaper. That's a good question. We don't know Abby enough to to know if she would take a, a different perspective. But are you saying if someone says I disagree with you, like respectfully, he's like I disagree with you, and this is why, and then these are my this is my suggestion? Because I could see you're doing something like that. But are you saying the type of are you asking about the type of writer that would be like, dear Abby, your response was stupid, you don't know anything, ah, blah. she shouldn't have gone to visit Tom. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think it necessarily has to be insulting or just hostile, but yeah. if someone were to write in disagreeing with Abby, I don't know because I haven't read enough of these articles, but I would be surprised if she was taking those responses and then opening them up to further conversation. Yeah, who's the time? Yeah, that's just a back and forth. Right, with a stranger. That that's like an angry pen pal right there. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't think that she would do that. I feel like maybe if it's something where someone's given some positive press, she'll put it out, but I, mm -hmm. I don't know. But we can keep seeing and see. Maybe in the future she will have. Uh, and that would be interesting, too, to see how she takes criticism on her advice. Yeah, I'd love to see that. Uh, just like we've been taking criticism in the in the reviews here. So we're getting, yeah. we're getting nearer to Abby each and every day here, folks. One step at a time, Ben. It's one <laughs> step at a time. And Abby, we're coming for you. We're coming. So near you won't even, so, <laughs> we'll be right behind you. Yeah, every, every, every inch. Goes, we're going to have to start a new podcast. We'll call it. We are Abby. Abby. We're just Abby. Just Abby. We've taken her. That's um, like the Joey spinoff to our friends. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I think that's it for that prompt. So. Yeah, we're new. I felt like we got near Abby. Her two sentences of uh, advice there. Yeah, her cop-out fortune cookie response. Cop fortune. It was so nice. Yeah, so if you agree or disagree with what we said today, <laughs> hey, send us a note, and uh, we're not going to put it out there. <laughs> right. We won't. We'll report you to Apple again, <laughs> and we'll cry. Dear listener, that was it for this episode. I keep saying dear listener. Abby's rubbing off in a bunch near of ways. Near listener. How about near <laughs> listener? Ooh. If we ever make merch, it's going to be <laughs> near listener. Or we should just introduce, start introducing the entire podcast that way. Near listener? Would you like that, near listener? Would you enjoy that? <laughs> okay. Yeah, we can do that. We can definitely do that. We get some merch out, get something. But yeah, so that, I, I think that's it for this prompt. That's it for this episode. So okay. subscribe. Subscribe. Write us a review. Um, a nice one, please. Yes, um, we're going to delete the bad ones. We can, we'll continue to do that. <laughs> we take criticism very poorly here at Near Abbey. We really do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, man, jeez. <laughs> they know too much about us in these two episodes. Keep listening, tell your friends, and check out the next one, Neeries. Uh, my sweet Neeries. <laughs> That's, all right, we'll, we'll work out, we'll workshop on the fan name there. Yeah, yeah. We'll, Neeries. We'll come up with something better for, for your next one. All right, I've been Brad. Thanks a lot. I've been sold. Bye-bye.